Hello, and welcome to another episode of the SkyTap Podcast. This show is something we do to share with you some of the outstanding conversations that we've been lucky to have with well-known and well-respected leaders in every aspect of modernized software delivery. We talk about everything from software development, testing, DevOps, containers, really all of it. We also, from time to time, cover the technical training space. So if you check out some of our previous episodes, which we would love if you did, and which you can do through iTunes or SoundCloud, you'll see a really wide variety of topics covered and guests that we've had on the show. Today's episode was recorded with Lee Barnes a couple of weeks ago at the Star East Testing Conference. I really wanted to sit down with Lee after his session, Don't Be Another Statistic, Developing a Long-Term Test Automation Strategy. I've been to these STAR conferences a number of times over the years, and I've noticed that while there used to be a large number of sessions that tried to define test automation and explain to testers how automation was not coming to take their jobs, these days, thankfully, there are a lot more sessions around uh, what Lee was talking about, long-term strategies and the frameworks required for scaling automation and the types of metrics that automation should deliver and those that it shouldn't. Lee is the founder and CTO of Utopia Solutions, and from his bio, he has more than 20 years of experience helping his firm's delivery of software quality solutions, which include process improvement, performance management, test automation, and overall mobile quality. Lee's session was awesome to attend, and in the conversation you're about to hear, You'll learn what he views as realistic expectations for automation and how to tell if your environments and ultimately your organization as a whole are robust enough to support automation, especially when it's time for it to scale. So let's get started. Thanks for joining us. And I'll be back on to tidy up after today's conversation with Lee. So during your... um your session, you you mentioned that one of your um, uh, criteria for going into automation should be knowing what your your goals for it are. Um, I was kind of curious as to what maybe some. I'm sure different people can have different goals, but what should those goals kind of usually fall under? What should some of those goals usually be, and, and how do you know if what you came up with is, in fact, a good goal to have? Um, well, certainly, I like pe- to steer people away from a percentage of test cases uh, without mm-hmm. looking into what you're doing in, in regression testing, what those activities are, uh, how it lends itself to automation, how it doesn't lend itself to automation. Uh, very difficult just to kind of draw a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I like to, to point people more to, are your expectations realistic? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mentioned, um, you know, don't use number of defects found as a measurement. That's really uh, not important from an automation uh, perspective. Um, but are you taking the, the tedious, the time-consuming stuff away that your high-value resources are doing now, um, and and freeing them up to do more more valuable things? I think that's a very important goal. Certainly, increasing test coverage. If you can do the same amount of test coverage for uh, for uh, less cost less time or same cost same time but increase your test coverage right that's very common as well yeah those are all business you know goals you know we, there's been a lot of talk this week about uh, you know a lot of the things that testing used to measure things like number of bugs found number of tests performed number of test cases written 
uh, none of those things are uh, easy or maybe even possible to tie directly back to business revenue. Right. But all the things you just listed are things that you know that do show that kind of gain. They, they should. They, yeah. they absolutely should. So one of the other things that you mentioned was was about test environments and you know are these environment you know when you're assessing are you ready for automation? One of them was looking at your environments and to make sure they can actually support automation. And that was something I don't hear a lot of people talk about. So what are some of those things that prove that an environment is uh, is able to handle that, um, especially as you increase it over time? Sure. Um, I, well, the real measure of that is can you reliably execute your automation solution? Um, if not. More often than not, it's an environmental issue. Mm -hmm. There's other activities going on in there. They're interfering with what you're trying right. to do. They're interfering with, um, they're interfering with the data. So having, first of all, an understanding about what else is going on in the environment, mm -hmm. uh, what that data looks like, what your requirements are, and then taking steps um, to isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. Even if there's other activities, what can you do to isolate your activity from from that, mm -hmm. um, and then controlling and/or isolating the data that you use as well. Those are really the the big. Okay. Big ticket items there. Yeah, one of SkyTab's you know points is obviously around environment availability. And I was in a session earlier today, and someone raised their hand, or someone asked, you know, who here struggles with environment availability, and like the whole room. Oh yes. Went up, which is great because that means that people need, you know, need that service. But at the same time, this is you know years people still struggle with environment availability and share, trying to share them and trying to do these things that at some point people have got to know is a, a bad idea. Yeah, I, I think so many organizations from an environment perspective, um, they just, they, they kind of think in, in terms of legacy, we've always mm -hmm. done it this way, we've always just had this environment, and even though maybe the technology's changed, their mm -hmm. thinking about environments hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, with, with today's technology and virtualization, there's a lot of things you can do yeah. um, with environments that you could in the past, but, but no one's putting the time or effort in, yeah. or, or not many people anyway. Yeah. Um, you also talked about uh, when choosing an automation tool, um, uh, basically some of the ways to kind of go about selecting one that's that's right for your organization. We recently gave a, um, a presentation. It wasn't about test automation specifically, but it was about the need for uh, consistency, configurability, collaboration, and control, and really any uh, modernization effort that you're doing. That if you have those four things, um, that those are that's a possibly a good fit for your organization. I was curious as to what other qualities. Uh, good automation tools have today um, that, that you would recommend um, kind of ensuring your tool has? Um, the, the one thing that, that uh, people I don't think think about enough is, is there a community of support? Mm. Um, especially with automation where you, you, it's essentially you're developing something, right? You've got a, you've got a, um, a tool belt, your tool is your tool belt, and you're going to build something. Um, and probably what you're trying to do has been done before. Mm. And is there a community of support out there? Um, is there enough knowledge out there in the world that you can um, you can draw from? Or mm -hmm. is it something that's brand new and different and you're kind of beholden to just a very small set of people or one company in, in getting that support? Yeah. You, you mentioned this earlier too about as far as automation, you know, freeing up resources to work on other high value tasks. And, and someone asked in the class, you know, if there was proof of that. And again, this kind of goes back to what's easy to represent with numbers and what's not. And it's, you know, freeing people up to work on more high value tasks more innovative uh, uh, ideas, experimentation, yeah. those kinds of things. It is hard to kind of quantify those, but at the same time, you know, automation really is about not replacing testing as much as it is replacing the manual things that, that don't add value yep. so that there's more time for those that do. Yep. Um, and then lastly, a question that I had, um, you talked about the, uh, here, I might have to edit this part out while I remember okay. with this last question. <laughs> I, got, I can edit stuff out. Um, oh yeah. 
So you talked about the the benefits of having you know an application uh, that is under test that's in a frequently releasable state um, and is, that also offers visibility uh, to system changes as early as possible, which reminded me of of DevOps, yep. which comes up a little bit more and more at each testing show each year. Um, and you know, the early days, people were wondering, well, where is testing in all of this? And it turns out it's throughout it, you know, and but right. that, an, another benefit though, that testing can deliver to a, another department outside of their own is to operations, because operations is getting that kind of visibility into the things that are being automated and, and yep. uh, these dashboards that are automatically populated with that kind of information. Yep. It's kind of closing that feedback loop of testing isn't having to put all this stuff together and then find a time to report it to operations. Operations is given constant visibility into right. all these applications under test. Right. And, and yeah, in, in the past, um, Right, they they didn't get visibility mm -hmm. until until they got it until right. they got in production, and now um, the quality metrics, the performance metrics, whether they're you know development or or production metrics, are all on the same dashboard, and that that feedback loop is you know essentially completely closed now mm -hmm. from all aspects, right. not just from a, a performance aspect. Are there well, one last question? Are there some goals from automation that let's say you answer that first question of what what are what are we looking for? What are we what are we looking to achieve with automation? Are there some goals that can come later on down the road? as you scale it up that maybe weren't even in your original idea of what we're going to get out of this that have been revealed to people you've seen really ramp up their automation? Sure. I, I think, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to take the big bang approach and, and try to think of everything you want to do from an automation perspective right. from day one. You want to address those, um, those process organizational issues, of course, um, get a framework built, iterated over time, but, but look to things like, Hey, can this be part of the continuous integration mm -hmm. chain? Um, is, is there value in other places of the organization? Maybe we can use some of the components to create data for, for whatever. Maybe we can help customer support with UAT testing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, other technical aspects that you can build into your framework to um, you know, make it more, um, uh, more scalable to not just uh, uh, other test cases and coverage, but other applications So as well. Absolutely. And that was our conversation with Lee Barnes at Star East. I really loved Lee's agile, iterative approach that he recommends for automation, where he talked about first tackling those processes and organizational issues that you may have, getting a framework built, and then iterating it over time by looking for other places where there may be additional benefits and value. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode, and as I mentioned earlier, be sure and check out our previous episodes. I believe they're only each titled with our guest names, so if a name is unfamiliar, just check out the description to learn more about what each episode's conversation entailed. And to really stay on top of things, you can subscribe to the show through iTunes. We put them out at a pretty good clip these days, and we'd love to have you be the first to know when each new episode goes live. One last plug, other places you can find us are at skytap.com, where the blog has a ton of great content on it. It's my job to make sure that that stays that way. And you can find us on Twitter, at SkyTap, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day, and we hope to see you again soon.